What's going on, Trophy Kids? We are back for the NFL Divisional Breakdowns. Ooh, football season is getting closer. Our Divisional Series is back. We are starting with the AFC West, breaking down every team and giving out a couple total win bets. It's a good one. Let's go. Welcome, Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is July 21st, and we are back. Football season is basically right around the corner as soon as you start to hear our voices. I have got my good friend, Michael, here with me. How are you doing today? Good, sir. I am doing well. It's good to be back, and you're right. I mean, usually, I mean, I'm always longing for football, but it kind of it went by a little quicker this year, and I'm very thankful for it. Yes, absolutely. I do. I love, I set the little reminder on my calendar, get that alert. And that's like, Oh, it's time to shoot the text. Are we doing the breakdowns again this year? So if you're new to the show, welcome. Every year we do a breakdown of each division leading right up to kickoff. We are going to start with the AFC West, this division. This is a division. I mean, when we talk about in the grand scheme of things of top tier divisions this year, I think they are going to be right up there. Have an argument for maybe top to bottom best. And we're going to start with the Raiders. The Raiders have got a completely new coaching staff. This is a team that's got its win total set at eight and a half. Last year, they had themselves a season. Made the playoffs, went 10 and seven, beat their win total, which sat at seven. So you cash those tickets if you took that. This year, they've made some surprising moves in the offseason. The main one is going out and getting Derek Carr, his top tier wide receiver option, and Devontae Adams. They also added Chandler Jones on the edge, and they come into this season with some relatively high expectations in what will unfortunately be an absolutely brutal division. How do you see this team breaking it down this year? I mean, I love, obviously, how could you not love the pickup of Adams? I mean, he's the first top wide receiver they've had there since, I mean, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree days, and I mean, even then, they weren't. Devontae Adams type level you gotta love that and I mean you love Hunter Renfro coming back for another season you got to imagine he's improved his game and just last year he was you know obviously at Darren Waller but as terms of wide receivers he was who the defense was keying in on and he was still cooking everyone so now you bring in Devontae Adams and I mean you got to wonder like this offense is scary in my opinion I love the pickup of that um and then you got to look at like you said Chandler Jones they lost Yannick Ngakwe but they bring in Chandler Jones I mean that's that's Probably an upgrade, in my opinion. Um, you got to love this team. And last year, they went through tons of adversity. They had a coaching change. Um, I mean, Gruden just got pretty much thrown out of the NFL. Um, and just I, I, even though John Gruden, legendary coach, whatever, I do kind of think, you know, in this day and age, he, he, he might not be who you want running a team. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, no. So I love bringing in McDaniels. I mean, finally he commits to a team to become the head coach again. Um, so, you know, I like the, the offensive mind that he brings in. And then, I mean, just, like you said, the problem is it's such a brutal division. This team really doesn't have a game on their schedule where I'm like, yes, they're definitely going to win it until October 23rd. <laughs> yeah. That it's, is crazy. <laughs> it, it's a pretty brutal schedule in the grand scheme of things. And this is a team, and I forgot to do it in their intro, that went through a ton of adversity last year and yeah. still made the playoffs, which was very mm-hmm. impressive. Um, no, they had some things break their way, and they got some luck, but everybody needs some luck and have some things broke their way. And we're going to talk about the Chargers, which really kind of shot themselves in the foot um, to make their playoff dreams happen, and the Raiders put them away. But 
yeah, this is a team that is exciting, but unfortunately has a brutal schedule and has some holes. The main one is that offensive line. That offensive yeah. line, because they gave up so much for Devontae Adam, which I think was a good move, didn't really get to upgrade the offensive line, and that is not a good thing for this team because that offensive line last year struggled. They led, they were second to last, I believe. i got to look it up real quick. I had it right in front of me two seconds ago. Yeah, second to last in run block win rate. They allowed 40 sacks in 2021. And Derek Carr, while he is very effective against the Blitz, top 10 quarterback in accuracy metrics against the Blitz, he does drop to... 15th and then even outside at 31 outside the pocket under pressure so if you're getting pressure that is a concern um as well as the defense had some upgrades but overall i'm not overly necessarily impressed when i look at the grand scheme right. of who they're gonna have to play i mean got a good secondary got a good front seven i would say both are in the top 15 of the league which is very very good i put their running backs or not running backs wide receivers maybe a top five unit it's arguably right there quarterback's decent but the offensive line and running back room are what scare me there and given they didn't upgrade that offensive line it is josh mcdaniel's first time being back as a head coach since denver right we'll see there could be some growing pains and it's like you said it's not a schedule that allows for a ton of growing pains up first i mean they got chargers cardinals titans broncos chiefs in the first five games of the season. That is not a first five schedule that lets you grow into what you're going to do offensively. Yeah, it's brutal. And bringing up the offensive line, obviously, that's massive. Last year, Josh Jacobs led the NFL in being hit behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. And, I mean, <laughs> that killed them at times. And if you don't improve there, I mean, they brought in Alex Leatherwood, which I remember, remember that pick that everyone just kind of, you know, laughed at. Um, it's just, you know, that's, a big weakness on their team. Absolutely. And this is a team that went 4-0 in overtime games last season, which is the most wins in overtime games in NFL history for one season. They also went 5-1 in games decided by a field goal or less, and they went 7-2 overall in one-score games. They ranked 7th in fumble luck. So there are things that are probably going to regress. It's why mm -hmm. I haven't committed to it yet, but I think there is value in taking the under 8 wins. I put them at... You know, if they get eight wins this season in the first year, I don't think that's a terrible season when I look at what they have to do. So I'm thinking I'm going under eight for this team uh, as a whole. Do you have eight or eight and a half? Eight and a half, sorry. I have okay. them winning eight. I have them winning. I think right. winning eight games is a good season for them, and that's why I'm going under eight. I think they win about gotcha. seven. All right. All right, yeah, I just, just wanted to make sure there because, yeah, I mean, eight and a half, I will take, I would I'd lean towards that under as well. Um, I, I think this is, seven to eight win team based on the schedule. I, I mean, I think they are a good team, but I mean, as we get further into the division, it's just, it's so good. It's, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, they're and the problem too, is they just have such talented teams in their division. And so, I mean, they six of their games this season are going to be te against teams that are just, I don't know yeah. so much as it might be a little bit stretched, but you've got six games against the chargers, Broncos and chiefs all with much more talented rosters off the bat. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they also play the NFC West. So they have the Rams. Yep. They all have the Rams. They all have, I mean, they all have San Fran. They all have Cardinals. So yeah, it, it, the schedule is for all these teams is just crazy. It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, yeah. But I do like McDaniels. The other thing that makes me a little bit nervous, and we'll see if the trend changes. I mean, New England Patriots have not had the greatest quarterback situation 
situation the last couple of years. But this is an offense, if you look at the Patriots the last three years, they rank towards the bottom of the league in passing rate on first downs. We know in the NFL, bypassing third down is one of the most important. Derek Carr is above the league average on first down pass success rate. As soon as you get to second and third down, it dips below or right about the league average. So getting positive yards on first down is going to be crucial for them in a coach that generally has not. Now, that could be a Bill Belichick philosophy. We'll see if he adjusts that. I mean, he's got the weapons. I mean, like I said, the receiving core is it's a top 10 unit, arguably slides in the top five. Fantastic unit. Waller's going to have more looks. Hunter Renfro is going to be, I think, a, a very valuable piece once again this season because Devontae Adams is going to take so much heat off them. But, you know, what does the McDaniel system look like? What has he learned from his time in Denver? These are all big question marks. So anytime that's the situation, I think I'm going over that that eight and a half wins. Now let's move on to a team that I am very excited to talk about. This is a team last season underperformed a little bit, I think, compared to expectations. That is the Chargers. Missed the playoffs, had high, high expectations in Brandon Staley's first year as a head coach. Their win total sits at 10.5. They were 9-8 and eight last season. This is a team that is extremely talented. But has some question marks, in my opinion, most around their offensive coordinator and what type of offense they're going to be running here. Because last year, Lombardi made it seem like he just didn't make any adjustments for the quarterback he had. He was still running a Drew Brees. My arm is going to fall off my shoulder if I try to throw the ball more than 10 yards. Offense for a guy in Justin Herbert, who is one of the top talented uh, NFL quarterbacks in this league. I honestly have, maybe it's a hot take. I honestly think he's sort of like right up there with Josh Allen, who's getting praised as one of the best. I think if you put him on the Bills, there's very similar outcomes. This is a guy, when you look at all the advanced metrics, is very high up on the board, extremely talented, but the offense was limited as far as their ability to push the ball down the field, mostly because of the play calls and average depth. That is my biggest question mark, but this is a team that upgraded a ton of positions in the offseason. How do you view the, or the, I almost said Dallas Chargers. Still getting into it. First show here, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, yeah, you, you said it. they're one of the most exciting teams. They're a team that I think can pretty much beat any team in the NFL. They're a team that could win the Super Bowl, but they're also a team that last year just came up short all the time. And so I can't put tons of trust in them yet. Um, I mean, especially last year. They, I mean, in week 16, they lost 30, uh, 29 to 41 against the Texans. I mean, that's week 16. <laughs> they win that game, they're in the playoffs. They lost yep. three of their last four in, in the NFL. In the, in, I can't even talk. I'm with you. I can't talk. <laughs> they lost three of the four last season to end the season. It's just, you know, they're always like that team that comes up short. And I remember last year, you used to always kind of make their joke. They're like the slightly better version of the Vikings in the AFC. Um, and it's kind of how I feel about them. Um, ten and a half is it's a it's a little steep for me to trust them there. I do think they they could get eleven, but I, I kind of like them still in that nine to ten range. Um, also, I just want to point out: is Keenan Allen the oldest person to ever just turn thirty? Dude, I my <laughs> mind melted when I learned that he was only thirty years old. How is that possible? <laughs> he just turned thirty. I was blown away. He's born in the same year as me. He's I mean, we're not even nearly the same human beings. <laughs> that guy, I, I can't believe he just turned 30. He, I feel like he's been in the league for 
12 years, but whatever. He's um, like every plumly brother at Duke where I'm like, how have you not graduated? Are you like a eighth year senior? Like he feels like he's just been around forever. It's crazy. Like I was kind of, you know, prepping for the show and I was like, all right, you know, what, what do I think about the team? And instead in my head, I'm like, Keenan Allen, I love him as a player, but he's just getting old. And I look it up and he's 30. I'm like, well, that's, that's just crazy. Um, but yeah, you got to love the receiving core between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm always a little concerned about players like Mike Williams. He's had good seasons, but he really went off in his contract year there. Um, so, you know, a little worried now that he's been paid, not saying, you know, he's going to slack off or anything, but you know, it's something you got to think of. The one thing this team's kind of lacking on offense, like you said, they kind of sometimes struggle to push the ball downfield, is just that home run hitter. They still kind of don't have that home run hitter. I know Mike Williams in the past has had seasons where he averages like 20, 20 yards a catch, but I just that's kind of what they're lacking. They, they're lacking that just ex, like massive, massively explosive piece on offense. That's kind of where, I'm, where I, I wish agree. they had. They yeah. need that more consistency out of – like the Mike Williams types where they just haven't had a consistent threat all the time. And these are some numbers to back it up as far as what I was talking about with Lombardi and just the overall failing of this Chargers offense. Justin Herbert was basically just tasked with bailing them out on every third down. They had the second most third down plays in the NFL. They did a horrible job of trying to bypass third down. They had 114 third down downs in the first half of games last season. That was third most of any NFL team. There were 95 third down passes in the first half of games, which is most by any team. And looking at the full game picture, the Chargers threw 181 third third down passes. Once again, the most out of any team in the NFL. They basically just put Justin Herbert in horrible situations and said, bail me out, which he did generally do. And then to back up my claim about just the depth of target, there were 30 quarterbacks in the NFL with 100 plus early down shotgun attempts. Justin Herbert ranked 26th um, on early down play action plays with an average depth of target of 7.9 yards, which ranked 30th in the NFL. Lombardi has to do a better job of recognizing you have an absolute stallion at quarterback. You cannot treat him as if he is on his last dying year like you did with Drew Brees and open up the damn playbook. Um now, the one thing I will say that I very much liked that this team did and was huge for them is they upgraded that defense because they have yeah. to in a league that is adapting more and more to the past. They went out and they really spent some money, which is the benefit of having your stud quarterback on a rookie deal. They were ranked dead last in the rush last year, so they went out and got Sebastian Joseph Day from the Rams defense, who is one of the better interior line stuff linemen in the league. And then they added Cleo Mack, who... Sure, he's probably in the back nine of his career, but you put that opposite of Bosa, adds another very good pass rusher in there. But more importantly, they added J.C. Jackson to the secondary. You pair him up with a guy we talked about last year in this year's preview and how Asante Samuel Jr. we both thought was going to be a very good NFL player. He had himself a good year last year. You put J.C. Jackson, who has been fantastic in creating turnovers, and you add him to James in that backfield. You can play the two-eye safeties, which has been super effective against teams like the Chiefs, which we'll talk about here in a moment. It, the overall upgrades across the board, you bring in a veteran, Kyle Van Noy, on the edge there. It, it just seemed like the Chargers had themselves, they identified the need in that defense that struggled last year. They added things to elevate themselves and adapt to the modern game. And I'm very excited to see what this 
JC Jackson and Asante Samuel cornerback duo does this year in a league that we know is going more and more pass heavy every single year. Oh yeah. And I mean, they need that because there was just so many games. Like, I mean, the Texans again, that we brought up earlier, is just a good point. Just where Herbert played well, just the defense just crumbled and gave up 30 plus points. Absolutely. So in hinting the chiefs, let's talk about the chiefs. Cause this I think is the most interesting team in what, they might bring to the table this season. The biggest news is the Kansas City Chiefs will no longer have the most effective explosive play player in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes is losing his fuck it, somebody's down there guy and just throwing it up. Let's run the touchdown play. Instead, they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster in an... Um, Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. I need Marquez, to look. There we go, Scanton. Yeah. Who can who can open the field as well? But this does change the dynamic of the Chiefs a bit here. How do you see what they've done this offseason and what they're projected to do this season? How are you feeling about this team coming in? Um. So I kind of think you know the the popular thing to do right now is just kind of like say the Chiefs are done and you know last year we did kind of see they're a little more maybe mortal than they had been in their first you know the first two or three years in Mahomes' career but I I still think this is going to be a really good team they're going to be a well-run team it's just going to be different um like you said they still have someone who could stretch the field about us Gantling he's not Tyreek Hill not even close but he can at least stretch the field and Juju could be more of a possession possession receiver, which they haven't really had. It's been kind of Kelsey's job to be the possession receiver. Um, so, you know, that'll be different. I think they'll rely a little more on the run because um, they'll get better blocking just based on the personnel they've brought in. I mean, receivers block too and all that. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, we brought up how I can't remember one of those teams, probably the Chargers. I think it was the Raiders. How they don't really have a win on their schedule till mid-October. I mean, the Chiefs don't have like a, a guarantee win. You could say maybe the Colts, but yeah, I don't know. A guarantee win until November thirteenth on the schedule. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It is brutal. Start off with the Cardinals, then you get the Chargers, Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, Tennessee, then Jacksonville. <laughs> that is that's insane. And then after Jacksonville, it's like, oh, Chargers, Rams, Bengals, Broncos. Uh, yes are you kidding me that's the worst schedule i've ever seen this team their win total sits at 10 and a half they have had 12 14 and 12 win seasons the last three seasons they have arguably one of the best offensive coaching duos here in andy Reid and eric benemy and what they can figure out but i do think there is some concern here with the chiefs now like you said the media wants to run and pile on here there was some regression last season in some areas that are important. Explosive nifts, for example, was something that was lacking at times throughout the season. They did see slight dips in some of their numbers. They're still a very efficient team. But I think the thing that a lot of teams, and I think the Chargers picked up on it, and that's why they went out and they spent on J.C. Jackson, and other teams are going to adopt this, and it's what allowed the Bengals to win two games last season against the Chiefs, is this too high safety shell defense? Let's take away the explosiveness, and they are just going to implode on themselves because they are a little impatient and don't want to methodically move down the field all the time, wait for them to make a mistake. And that is exactly what happened in big moments. And we saw teams, when you look at the advanced metrics, teams that had a negative play in a series, 
nobody came, well, there were some teams that came close, but the Chiefs dramatically went downhill when they had a negative play during a series and weren't able to really come back from that, which was sort of shocking. Um, so that defensive switch that we're, they're going to get a lot of this season, that could hurt them because if they don't adjust and they don't make an adjustment offensively to their offensive scheme, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't come a little patient, and he recognized it too, I think in his exit interview this season, he talked about his impatience and his and sort of how the offense could implode on itself. Um, if they it, because they were looking, they're big play hunting. It was the same thing that happened in the Super Bowl with the Bucks. So yeah. that's something that they know is there. Here's the scary part about the Chiefs is we talk about how they regressed a little bit last year. They still were insanely good on early downs. I mean, this was the best team in avoiding third down seasons. The Chiefs were the single most efficient team at bypassing third downs last year. Last year, they had 29% of their early down plays resulting in a first down. That is the best rate in the NFL. Only 18 of their offensive plays were third downs last season. Insane. And when they did face a third down, they had the fifth shortest yardage to go on that third down. So this is a team that while explosive did fall off, you know, they still were incredibly efficient. I have some question marks about their defense. I do think there will be some regression this season. And this is kind of goes to that point of the NFL. Your windows aren't very big, but this is still going to be a hell of a good team. It's just that schedule is brutal to get over the 10 and a half yeah. win total. It's tough. And yeah, the schedule is brutal, but I mean, you kind of brought it up how last year, you know, they were kind of doing this extend plays thing. I almost think getting rid of Hill in ways will help with that. Cause I think a lot of times Mahomes is running around waiting for Tyreek, just, you know, get open. I think, you know, bringing in someone like Juju, I think they'll be getting the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker. Um, and like we said, like last year, he just finally, after, you know, three years of getting almost all the bounces, he just wasn't getting the same bounce. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I think it's, I don't see value in trying to take, and over in their win total just because of how brutal it is. I would stay away from it entirely, but I see zero value in taking over the 10.5 wins. To lock up your money all season on that seems like a bad proposition. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the final team. And the team who arguably has the most interesting offseason maybe, and only because they are the only team in the NFL this year that will have a brand new quarterback starting and a brand new coaching staff, completely new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who comes over from Green Bay. You got an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, brand new, and you have Russell Wilson moving over from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. Their win total also sits at 10.5. How do you see this Broncos team competing? Because this was a team last year we said, you know, man, if they could just get a quarterback, this becomes a very dangerous team. They had some key guys leave, they also added some key guys like Randall, uh, Randy Gregory. Lure them over from the Cowboys. Huge get on that side of the ball. How do you see this Broncos team doing this season and, and kind of what their trajectory might look like? Um, I mean, they're, they're going to be a fun team. This is a team that has been looking for its quarterback since Peyton hasn't really had, has had a good defense for, I mean, at this point, over a decade probably. <sighs> I mean, and they haven't had a good offense since the year before they won their Super Bowl. Because, I mean, that Super Bowl year, that was terrible offense. So they'll finally, you know, they get a quarterback. I think they'll finally have a much better offense. This is a team where it's, they, I, you know, looking at their schedule, I think they, they really benefit from getting a last place schedule. Um, you know, they're one of the few teams in the division that actually can come out and win probably their first maybe three, um, you know, two to three. 
And I think that's going to be really important to them if they want to make it anywhere because, you know, they end, of course, you know, they end with Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, Rams, Kansas City, Chargers. So they got to come out. They better go start out 3-0. I mean, that's, that's their best hopes. Um, but I, they're going to be a lot of fun. You know, they have young wide receivers. It's kind of, you know, now that they have a solid quarterback, it's kind of, you know, a little bit put up or shut up with those wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. Judy's, Judy's still only 23, which is crazy. Um, but, you know, Judy especially, you know, I expect and hope that he really benefits from this and has a great year because um, I think he is a good player, but he just hasn't really shown it in the NFL yet. 100% agree with all that. This is a team that, Thankfully, their schedule allows them to kind of ease into the season. That back end is, I don't know if I've seen a harder back end to a schedule in a very long time. I mean, you never pray for injuries, but they're going to need some injury luck on that side if they're going to survive that end of the season. That is absolutely brutal. But this is a team that, you know, offensively, they look pretty solid. They got a good running back room, good wide receiver room, good offensive line room, very good quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson has been somewhat handicapped being in Seattle with Pete, who is running an offense that they ran in the Stone Age. Um, I think I saw it at West Point about 50 years ago. Um, So they have a guy in Russell who's upgrading the quarterback position, who has still got some good football left on him. Once again, not in maybe the prime of his career, but there's a lot of good football left in that arm. Um, So this is a team that does upgrade. The interesting part is going to be how do all these new pieces gel because you have – an entirely new coaching staff. You get that easy kind of ease into the schedule, but then you have to hit the ground running after that because it's it gets tougher and tougher. The defense is interesting too because in a league, in a division with arguably the best quarterback play, top to bottom, they do have some very good, very good corners. Um, Sir T- Patrick Sertan was a... I mean, I think we both kind of said last season that he was going to be a solid player, but man, did he come on strong last season. Absolutely wonderful to watch. Um, They do lose Von Miller. But, you know, they bring over Gregory. That's the one thing I'm a little worried about is the pass rush on that defense. Yeah. Um, Gregory's super talented, but, I mean, Von Miller, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about um, the pass rush. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, The front seven is concerning. The secondary is solid. The front seven, I think, is definitely their weak point. Um, and once again, this is a team where I don't know if I could take over 10.5 wins. I think I go under the 10.5 wins. I mean, you just look at the schedule. If they benefit from a few things. Like they, get team, like, they get the Jets and the Panthers that no one else in the division will get. That is true. I mean, but still, I mean, you're just the schedule. It's this division. It's going to be hard for any of them to get 11 or 12 wins, but I can see... All of them, with the exception of Vegas, winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a Denver flaw in that. Would be take. really surprising, but I mean, they have the talent. They have absolutely the offensive talent. Like they have a good offensive line. They have a good running back room. They have a good wide receiver room, and they have a good quarterback. Offense correlates more to wins than defense. We know that in the NFL nowadays, their defense is competent enough, I think. But to your point, if the, the trouble is, and, and you hit it perfectly, their pressure rate is very concerning in a division where you just have killers left and right at quarterback, and you have to speed up their internal clock. Otherwise, they are going to tear you apart limb from limb. So that is going to be the question mark. But you have guys on the outside that can play with their, their individual assignments. Um, 
So it's interesting. I, I love this division. Do you have a winner for this division? Um, if you gotta, you gotta make me pick a winner. I'm sticking with Kansas City. All right, I'm going opposite. I'm going Chargers. I I said it last year. I looked like a fool at the end. I gotta say, Stanley, way to piss off the Raiders at the end and completely miss the playoffs, you jackass. Um, but I do like the Chargers here. I just think what they did this off season in upgrading the defense was the piece they missed. But the liability. 100% relies on what type of offense they run. Because if they continue with this conservative nonsense that they did last season, yeah, give it to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are winning this division, and they're on their way to be a very competitive team in the in the postseason. Yep, I agree. Nice. All righty. Anything else before we wrap this up? Um, not on the division. I do have one quick small thing. Um, if you're if you're good on oh, division. absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, I don't play Madden anymore, but this kind of went somewhat viral over the weekend. I want to say is Madden came out with their top 10 wide receiver rankings and it was a glaring omission. Jamar chase was not in the top 10 Madden wide receiver. rankings. I know he was a rookie and maybe they need him to do it twice, but what the hell? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? One of the most lethal players on the field at any given time in every game, for both sides, one of the most lethal. It it was, I mean, I'm sort of over the, like, I saw the big argument between TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. I'm kind of over that conversation. They're both yeah, phenomenal players, whatever. But that was a glare. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I mean, Madden is kind of trash, so it makes sense at right. this point. But, like, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked. <laughs> uh, way to do John Madden dirty. His year on, art, rest in peace, the year he's back on the cover, and you have controversies like this left and right. <laughs> major controversy fucking idiots i do wonder like who grades that out like what is what is the credentials of the guys and girls that are grading out these players because some of them like you said jamar chase was bad there was a handful where i was arguing like um who was oh max crosby didn't even make the list of top 10 edge rushers what all pro yeah all pro one of the most elite pass rushers last season doesn't even make the list of top 10 what are we doing unreal Oh, all right. That's a good note to end on. We'll be back next week and every week until the start of the season, giving you a breakdown of each division. And as always, peace. Bye.